This is where the fun would begin if Andrew wouldn't stop ruining the podcast. <laughs> no, this is Jedi Eternal here on uh, episode 82. I'm your co-host Braxton Taylor alongside Andrew the Nuisance Bullet. Bro, you really butchered that intro. No, I didn't push that. I'm sitting here like waiting for my cue and all of a sudden... <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Okay, my keyboard died right before we... Well, you didn't have to hook your headphones around your mic. <laughs> well, you didn't offer to hold them for me, so... You put it in your seat. Oh, anyway, well, here we are uh, back after a hey, quiet. Uh, enough of this. <laughs> no, here we are uh, back after I don't even know how long it's been. Probably at least a week. Um, yeah, it's well, been longer than that. Maybe it's I don't been know. two weeks. Yeah, it has been two weeks. It has been two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so here we are. Or wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Strip Pete really loud. Maybe it's been more than two weeks. I'm pretty sure it's been two weeks. Because uh, I can look. Actually. I... Our... This is interesting content. <laughs> July 9th was our last podcast, so I think it's been two weeks. I don't know. I could be wrong. Ju- hey, well, it's, it's the end of July, so I don't know. it's been, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, this will be three weeks. All right, whatever. So here we are. Here we are. <laughs> and we're having a good old time. Welcome here. back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, stop. Welcome back, stop. everybody, to Jedi Eternal. <laughs> peaking so we are, bad right now. Dude, I don't understand why it's doing that. <laughs> anyway, Why are we both... I'm not nearly as loud as you are. You're so loud. I can hear you like buzzing when you talk. I... <laughs> 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 yeah. Why does this happen to me? I don't me? know. So, anyway. All right, keep talking. I'm, I'm going go, to go change something over there. Keep talking. Trying. Um. So, but anyway... So we're glad to be back. I know it's been a bit of an absence. Uh, a lot of stuff's been going on. Andrew's been pretty busy with camp and preparations for camp and a bunch of stuff like that. So we do apologize for our <laughs> semi-regularly scheduled absence that's been happening the past like year or so. So we apologize about that, but we're glad to be back. With that said, uh, this is Jedi Eternal, of course, that is our main podcast uh, where we talk about anything and everything Star Wars. We go over news, we go over rumors, we go over fun discussion topics, we go over main topics, all this good stuff, right? So uh, so that's what we're going to get into, but we do want to shout out very quickly our Patreon. And uh, our Patreon, um, we do have a single tier subscription, and that is $5 a month. And that uh, subscription will give you access to any and everything we post, whether whether that be our Let's Play episodes, whether that be our podcast episodes, whatever it may be, you're going to get instant access to it rather than it being strictly is on Saturdays. Better? Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, now, well, no, now I'm too quiet. Eh, I don't know. You were getting pretty loud earlier, Testing, though. testing, 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 testing. Am I good? Am I good? I think. I don't know. So it don't sounds, we'll sounds all right out. in my ears, but whatever. Um, so like I said, you get instant access to that. So, but this Wowzers. is Jedi Eternal, but you're also going to get in, uh, access, exclusive access no, to oh. our uh, podcast episode or podcast uh, and other stuff, um, which is kind of a secondary podcast. We do exclusive to Patreon, and that's kind of just like a fun extra thing that we do uh for our patrons you know basically if you're if you're subscribing to us um on, on patreon most likely most likely it's because you like us um and Maybe. uh 
So you probably want to hear more than just ours from us. So we talk about a plethora of, of things, right? Uh, we talk about video games. We talk about uh, movies and do movie reviews. We talk about uh, just stuff that's going on in our life. In fact, in fact, this episode, we take suggestions from our patrons about what they want us to talk about. Uh, this We're actually recording right after this, our, our July episode. We're going to be talking about some fun stuff about uh, all the Marvel releases and stuff like that. Uh, one of our subscribers also yes. uh, su- suggested that we talk about our personal interests, which is kind of interesting, right? Um, and so JB, Josh and Berkshaw actually wanted to know more about us, more about like what we're interested in outside of Star Wars. So that's something we're going to talk about too. And just go over our likes and hobbies and things of that nature. So yeah, it'd be a really great time to to join the Patreon because again, um, if you didn't know, Comic-Con happened, the big Comic-Con, San yeah, Diego Comic-Con, yeah. and they announced the whole like slate of MCU shows for the next good while. Yeah, several um, years. And and we're talking like phase uh, four, five, and six. Yeah. Um, and we're going to go through all those. So now would be a great time to join the Patreon to hear that episode, because I know a lot of you that listen to us, you're also MCU fans, so now would be yeah. a perfect time to jump on for only $5. Plus, we you obviously will have access to all of our previous episodes, right? And we have right, an right. actual whole episode dedicated, or the main topic at least, dedicated to Marvel and the MCU. Yeah. Um, we all we have one for uh, what was it? Uh, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. We talk about like there's one episode where we just talk about some of our goofy adventures and stuff when we went to Niagara Falls earlier this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have an episode about uh, Lord of the Rings. We have yeah. one about Skyrim and Elder Scrolls. I mean, we just have one stuff and we yeah. if you are it's interested fun. in that it's fun we're harping a lot on this but we just have a lot of fun over there yeah so if you'd like to join for only five dollars a month you get access to that podcast you get access instant access to all of our jedi eternal stuff and you be, get to become a patron uh, excuse me a producer if you become a patron and uh, that allows you have access to all that stuff and helps us to uh decide things what yeah, we, it gives what you we more do. control over essentially over the show yeah um because you guys do have a say on on what happens within that and we we uh turn Turn our ear towards you and absolutely um yeah you guys can kind of almost direct us into what you want to hear um i do want to thank our patron uh producers uh real quick and that will that is again this is another uh perk is if you join our our uh, patreon as a producer then you do get a shout out on our jedi eternal episodes so we're going to go ahead and do that real quick of course number one our main man our brother from another Brother. mother, JB, Josh, and Birkinshaw. Uh, we also have my wonderful, beautiful, dashing wife, uh, Tara. Dashing, that's, dashing. that's a long way to describe <laughs> that's your wife. That's an interesting yeah. way to put it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, we got uh, uh, Grace and David Gill. Um, Gilly, the Gillies. The Gill Bobs. Um, we got... Alex Mason. I just spent a week with this dude, Uh-oh. and let me tell you. Uh-oh. Let me tell you. He's a handful. He's a handful. He's a handful. <laughs> uh, no, we actually had a great time. I really appreciate you, Alex. Thank you for supporting uh, our Patreon. And we got Jay Camdar, the mysterious Jay Camdar. Mysterious Who we Jay. have tried to get to talk to us, and he's, I don't know if he's afraid or, or if he's, he's just like, like, I don't like these guys after all. <laughs> 
or he like accidentally subscribed to us and then forgot. Like, I don't know, but he doesn't actually talk to us. But, but hey, Jay, hey, if you're out there, we want to hear from you. Yeah. We still appreciate it. Though. Thank yeah. you, Jay. And we got Gina Evans, Gina, wow, uh, uh, yeah, Gina yeah. Evans, who has wow. never listened to our podcast. We did find that out. So thank you for supporting yeah. us for yeah. no reason other than to do so because you have never listened to this. I don't even know why. I could just not say her name and she would never know. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, that makes it awkward though. <laughs> so, but moving on though, we we harped a lot on our uh, Patreon. Like I said, clearly we 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 have some fun over there. We really uh, enjoy it and very thankful to the people who do support us. But we love for it to grow and as more people uh, join on, we're gonna probably create new tiers and new levels of things that we're gonna introduce. But that's of course yeah, solely dependent we, on how many people. We start have so many ideas it. for for the Patreon things we yeah. want to do, but we have to have the the level of participation right um yeah. for us to do those things so please 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 if you have any interest at all just give it a try um and we we promise we're going to do our best to uh, make it worth your while <laughs> yeah exactly so with that being said we're going to go ahead and move into our actual content here why you're here and that is of course we're going to get into the news for this week on star wars so uh let's go ahead with the very first one and that is a very actually a very sad one that this week i hate to even hear it but we're going to go ahead into this and say that Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake that was announced last year, or it was either earlier this year or last year, um, unfortunately, unfortunately, this has been delayed indefinitely. Indefinitely. Oh. Uh, like groans and sighs across the room here. Uh, it is, is, it's truly sad. Something that we, you know, KOTOR has been something that we've talked about a lot. We have several Let's Play episodes from that game. Um, we've had a good time with it. We've loved it since we were younger. So when we heard that there was going to be a remake, so not just a, a, a graphical overhaul, right, but an actual remake of the entire game, we were so excited that it would be modernized and, and brought to a new generation. But now it's saying that it's delayed indefinitely. Um, of course, we do know that the game makers or the makers of the game, right? Uh, they were the ones that were porting over um, some of the older older games uh, to like Switch and some of those things. And we know that they're having some issues, right? Um, that they ported over. I can't. What, I think it, maybe it was Knights of the Republic two, and that there was a game breaking bug where you couldn't even finish the game. Um, so I guess my point is, is and Drew's going to get more into this, but uh, you know, it was unfortunately maybe a sign of the time type thing where. You know, they just porting over an existing game to another uh, system. They were having some like massively big issues, right? So, uh, and maybe we talked the, then about our concern, right? Yeah, of like, yeah, of like, wait, these guys are doing the remake, but they, they, all they did was port, essentially port over uh, a game that was already finished, and somehow <laughs> like left in game breaking bugs right. where you couldn't even finish. The yeah, game. and like where if you were even possibly spo like going to finish it, you had to like put in cheats to you had somehow to put in skip the level. To skip, yeah. Skip so, it, yeah. so long story short, it unfortunately did come into uh, to manifestation here, right? Um, and that same company is announcing that they're delaying indefinitely. So, Drew, what do we have on that? Anything more? So, this first of all, this breaks my heart. This really, yes, really just hit me hard, and I saw. I was like, oh come on, because. Uh, anyone that listens to us knows I have a deep love for Knights of the Old Republic. I oh, yeah. love that game. 
I love uh, I love it so much. I really do. It's it's out of it's one of the 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 things I love most about Star Wars. Oh yeah. One of the reasons I love Star Wars the the way I do is because of that game, and so um, to see that it was going to do a remake had me very excited, and I liked the direction that I was hearing it was going to take. It was going to create some more modern action, but continue in the same role playing uh, story that that we all know and love, and I thought that sounded pretty great, right? So um, this is coming from Bloomberg. So very, uh, very good source Bloomberg is. Yeah. Um, it's a source you can trust, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And and so here's what they have to say. Why, why couldn't it have been we got this covered or something? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Or comic book. Uh, comic book. What's that, that called? Comicbooknews.com so, or yeah, .net whatever, or something. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it was that. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, coming from Bloomberg, the development team on the project has experienced a shakeup as two directors on the title, art director Jason Miner and design director Brad Prince, were fired earlier this month. Throughout July, two studio heads at Aspire had, have told employees that development on the title will be postponed as the company looks to sign new contracts and development opportunities. While the plan was originally to release the game as early as the end of 2022... It is now expected that the title will be realistically be ready in 2025. Hmm. The game has been in the pipeline for three years thus far, and its first presentable demo, which Aspire staff had been confident in, arrived in late June. A week after this demo was shown to potential developers, Aspire suddenly and unexpectedly fired the aforementioned directors. The company felt that the overall progress on the demo had been somewhat unsatisfactory for the amount of time the game had been brewing and that a disproportionate amount of development time was spent on the demo instead of the full game, hmm. something that was deemed unsustainable to its current developmental trajectory. So here's the, here's the deal. It sounds like they didn't really have their stuff together. Right, clearly. They, they focused a bunch of time on the demo, right. but clearly the game itself was not in the state that the demo was. And this is a game that's already been in development again for three years. Yeah. So clearly um, it was shown. Uh, the the, uh, the staff felt good about it, but then clearly the higher-ups were like, well, this isn't good enough for that, three years yeah, of development. Yeah, and I was going to say, they're clearly, it just sounds like they were riding the hype of what they were doing more than actually producing something, you know? Right. And and so, so now they're saying, you know, we're looking for new people and this is going to release 2025. I'm just going to be honest. I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't yeah, know that that's going to be the yeah, case. Yeah, realistically speaking, um, it's hard to say. So here we are, 2022. <clears throat> we're looking at another three years of development on a game that's already been in right. development for three years. Right. I mean, so basically the question is what on earth were they even doing for three years? You know what I'm right. saying? And when we, we know not very much, right? And, and what they did do was working on a demo rather than a game for three years. But that, that's just wild to me. It's just I, crazy I, to I'll be honest. I hope we get some kind of leaked video footage of this demo because I yeah. do want to see what the demo yeah. was. But, but yeah, so my hopes for this game to ever be released are very low. Um, Which, again, like you said, breaks our hearts yeah. because... You now, know. is there... I think if this game does come out, there's a chance it may not even be Aspire that does it. This may end up being uh, taken to a different... a whole different developer. 
um, again, it's it's a it's a very wanted thing, right? So, and it was a deal with PlayStation. You know, it was going to be a PlayStation Five exclusive. One of the main reasons I was trying to get a PlayStation Five, which is <laughs> right. funny, I actually finally managed to get my hands on one. Wow! And then this news happened. So wow. like, wow, right? Um, just hey, God of War Ragnarok still coming out. I'm glad I have PS Five for that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's not Star Wars. Stop bragging. Um, all right, stop bragging. <laughs> so. Um, this, this is, uh, something that Sony is clearly going to still want an exclusive for their console. So I wonder if it's something that they can make a deal with somebody else to do yeah. this. I mean, Hey, they're, I'm, I'm almost afraid to say this, but you know, what if it went back to Bioware? Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, sure, true. Bioware's not been the greatest lately. They've they've made a lot of uh, uh, questionable decisions in their their games of of late. Mm-hmm. But you know, supposedly it's going to be a return to form with their with their next video game, which is going to be the new Dragon Age. We'll have to wait and see. But if a game like Dragon Age comes out and it does well, maybe you know, bringing it back the remake back into Bioware's hands might be a good choice. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there because right. at this point, I just don't know that Aspire... I mean, this this all hangs now in the balance of Aspire finding the right team to be able to, to finish the job with this and finish it well. Here's the thing. You cannot have a Nice Little Republic remake flop. You oh, cannot release... Oh, yeah. You yeah, cannot absolutely. release this game and it not be every ounce as good as the first game and better. It right. has to. It has to not only have the magic of the first game, but it has to even be better. It has and to, that's it has asking to, yeah, a lot. Take all those foundational points that was so good, uphold them, but also then reshore up the walls, so mm-hmm. to speak, of graphical content, uh, fluidity of gameplay, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, and so, you know, that, there's a lot of expectation there. You cannot have this game release and it not be good. You can't have this game release and it have tons of bugs, tons right. of game breaking bugs. You cannot have that happen. No, uh, Aspire will will be dead, um, and and unfortunately, Knights of the Republic will have a very very uh, bad mark on its name, and of course, none of us want that. So right, naturally. So it's it's one of those situations. I know I've been talking about this for a while now, but like <laughs> it, it's just something I'm passionate about. But um, it's one of those situations that if if we cannot get the right team to do this, then let's not do it. Yeah, let's as just, much as I yeah, want it. Yeah, as much as I love, it. and and that's why I do give some props to the the higher uh, ups of Aspire because I think they feel the same way. Clearly, mm, the yeah. the upper management of Aspire who saw what happened here, they they said you guys are done, <laughs> and right. I appreciate that because had they been like, well, you know, it's not that great, but keep keep on going. Well, we want the money, so yeah, uh, yeah, and you know they could have they could have yeah, and yeah, so true. I do uh, give them give them uh, props for that yeah. that they are, they are clearly taking this game serious, um, but but hopefully we can get it in the right hands and see an amazing project come to life eventually. Yeah, so. I totally agree. But let's jump into our, our next story here. Um, as we said earlier, San Diego Comic-Con uh, was was a couple weeks ago at this point, or actually like last week. Yeah. And, um, and, and during that time, we got another Lucasfilm publishing panel. And so, of course, uh, with that, we got some new information on the high republic so we're just kind of go through what what was talked about there um we got uh our first cover for star wars high republic the battle of jedha 
by George Mann, which is, I believe, an audio. Yeah, it's an audio original. Um, kind of bummed that George Mann's doing an audio original, to be honest, because yeah. George Mann is yeah. a terrific author, and so I'm kind of bummed that it's going to be audio. However, I believe this is the one that they're releasing the the script for it like a month after the audio book, oh, okay. which usually it's much longer. So I'm glad that there's only like a month wait. So that being said, I'm not going to buy the audiobook. I'll wait for <laughs> yeah. the script. Um, but anyways, the Battle of Jetta, it's it looks really cool. Um, I don't, of course, I don't know these characters. However, are you looking at the cover? Yes, I am. However, I will say um, the 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 one on the left um, mm-hmm. does give me some some uh, Stellan Gaios slash uh elzar man vibes yeah for um, sure and, yeah. and and interestingly uh his lightsaber is uh kind of a similar design as yeah as as uh uh stellan's so right has the has the blue blade with the the, the metal cross guard no i don't think yeah. i mean i'm not implying they're like related or anything but, right, right, right but i i just noticed that but it, clearly he's gonna probably be a kind of a similar character sure then the one on the right of course um it, I don't have any idea who that is. Mutated Kermit the Frog. Uh, or something. <laughs> mutated Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the of course the most intriguing thing about this is of course being um, set on Jeddah, which we do know about um, from Rogue One. So that'll be interesting um, to see kind of what that story has for us. Yeah, for sure. Um, moving on, uh, we got a look at the Dark Horse limited uh, series titled Star Wars The High Republic, The Nameless Terror. And this, of course, again, is going to have a lot of new characters, um, and it's also written by George Mann. So, again, I'm so excited George Mann's <clears throat> joining The High Republic because, again, like if you guys have not read stuff from George Mann in Star Wars, get on it. Like, seriously. Get He's, on it. Jump on it. Jump on it. Okay, anyways. I'm <laughs> revealing I'm our early two thousands reference here. <laughs> <you know. laughs> uh so but he is just fantastic. He he's wrote, written some really great stuff. I really enjoy his stuff. And then we got uh some looks at Star Wars The High Republic Adventures. You guys know I love those. Um this being uh, the dark I was being sarcastic. But this being Dark Horse now versus IDW, I think there is potential here for this to maybe actually get a little darker yeah, um, yeah. than what we originally were getting with IDW. I'll say I immediately noticed there is definitely some graphic, like the, 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 the comic looks a little different than what they went, a little less cartoonish, as sure. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, even though I know it's all, you guys, I think you guys know what I mean. Um, so we'll see, uh, how that turns out. But anyways, you guys can look those, all those up if you'd like. We might be able to throw them up in a story maybe, Braxton, if you wanted to do that. I mean, yeah. I'll leave that up to you, but you could maybe throw them all up in a, all the different images on a story or something so yeah. people can look back on it. Uh, then we have the main Star Wars High Republic. Um, this is our, our first look at the cover for the second issue and Kevin Scott's going to be, um, be the one for that again uh but again we have some some different jedi here i again don't believe these are any jedi that we know of so clearly we're getting lots of new cast within 
this this because if you didn't know, I believe this is 150 years prior to uh, the the first phase of the High Republic. Yeah, yeah. So or was it 150 years or is it 250 years? Because I want to say it was like similar to the amount of time that it was from Phantom Menace. I could be wrong on that, but. I was really thinking it was 150, but I... Yeah, I, don't know. I could be completely wrong. Well, now we have to find out. <laughs> so, because we, we, we have to clear this up for the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Clear this up for the fans. I could just be throwing out numbers. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Oh, you're right. No, you're right. Phase, right? phase two of the higher public Man, will be set 150 years in the past. I love it when I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen that so, often, so you got really got to savor it, you know? <laughs> uh and then and then we got some other things here uh one of them being in august we're getting so very soon august 16th actually we're getting the princess and the scoundrel which is going to be a a novel from beth revis which is the uh it's going to be the story of leia and han getting married so Mm. it's it's set uh very soon after return of the jedi and it's going to be about them um having their wedding on the halcyon of course because <laughs> because why not because everything has to you be you got to promote that $6000 two day trip buy, please buy a ticket we to be on the halcyon we don't understand why this is not ha- working out anyway please buy our <laughs> thousands of dollars drink please <laughs> okay uh then they showed us star wars hyperspace stories which is another dark horse comic. This is an all ages one. This looks like it may be more of like uh, the adventures that we uh, know and know and love so dearly. So you can check those out. We got uh, another look at Tales from the Rancor Pit, which is going to kind of continue um, some of those short story format that we were getting from some of the other uh, dark. Uh, what were they? What were they called? The Jedi, Darth Vader's castle. Those that comic series. Oh, there's a couple of them. Yeah, I don't. Anyways, I don't remember. Off my it's head. it's kind of following in that format where you're gonna get some more short stories set from different times. Yeah. And so th- that's pretty much it that we got from it. But just some little tidbits here and there of some new information as we get closer and closer to the High Republic returning. Again, the Re- High Republic begins or phase two begins October, like beginning of October, and that's gonna become that's gonna get here quicker than you might. Uh, expect mm-hmm. so yeah, that is the truth and uh and and we're getting ever closer to something else very uh, special braxton do you know what that is what <laughs> don't it's the, uh, <laughs> it's the 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 new lego uh oh movie. <laughs> that new lego august third uh, what's it called summer summer vacation summer vacation yeah yeah it's gonna be good stuff yeah yeah so I'm... make guys grab a bucket of popcorn bucket of popcorn. grab your family and friends grab a bucket of legos sit, honestly yeah <laughs> and sit there and and watch this wonderful wonderful film that it's gonna be it's gonna so be so good it's like you want to know what happened to ray after next uh, continuation <laughs> of the sequel trilogy right here canon <laughs> canon only hashtag uh-huh. canon anyway oh boy <laughs> Yeah, buddy. <laughs> but it, it'll be fun nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Whatever. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, whatever. And but after that, Andor. That is true. Andor is coming up pretty soon as well. So. Like what? Like exactly like a month from now? Uh, just much? about. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Anyway, so let's go ahead and move on to our final news piece for this week. And so what's interesting, folks, is, as Drew had already mentioned, SDCC or San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con happened about last week or so. Um, and so obviously, uh, as we're going to talk about on, again, another shameless plug, right? Uh, as we're going to talk about on our uh, and other stuff, Patreon episode this week, um, Marvel had released a bunch of different stuff, just a ton of different stuff. And so they had they had put a put a trademark on a bunch of new names and a bunch of new titles and stuff like that. Uh, but what's interesting is that uh, a lot of different people who were in the Star Wars fandom kind of you know hey got a little curious and they wanted to see if Lucasfilm had uh, you know put out any trademarks around that same time. And so a uh, a redditor on our Star Wars leaks was able to find on July 26 that that Lucasfilm did in fact. Uh, file three different trademarks, uh, and those are called a trademark under the Great Circle, the Galactic Circle, and the Circle of Resistance. So, as of yet, obviously, so that is the news piece, right? That that's that's what it is. Now, this is kind of where it's a little bit rumory. Like, basically, right. we don't know why. What what is that? We don't know what it's tied to. Right. Um. So obviously, we technically technically don't really even know for a fact that it was tied to star wars um now again galactic circle circle of resistance like these names are you know it's very it's very probable that it's tied to star wars um so so you know and drew might you might have some more on this but uh but you know you guys kind of take it as you will you might have some speculations but we do know for a fact you can look it up that they did file the trademark for the great circle the galactic circle and the circle of resistance so drew anything else on that yeah, so the only thing really to make mention with this is that all three trademarks were classified under, under the 9 and 41 labels. And looking back at Lucasfilm's previous trademarks uh, for comparison, um, all of the previous series and films developed by Lucasfilm in the Disney era um, had the trademarks 941 labels on, on those trademarks. Mm, interesting. So, this does seem to suggest that we're looking at potentially some kind of movie or series yeah. with these names. Yeah. Um, now, something else to throw out there: this isn't necessarily an uncommon thing to do. Um, they, they, uh, you know, people do this a lot with yeah. Star Wars, yeah. Marvel. These they throw out all kinds of things because they want to make sure they have access to them if they want to use them. Right. Any it, any it big is, corporation like that, right, like right. even if they have the, the slightest inkling that they might do something, there's like get the copyright, get the trademark. Yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, just because these were listed does not confirm anything. All right. And right. that's why, you know, yes, the news portion of this is that yes, they were uh, listed. But now, but then we're diving in more into rumor territory by talking about what that even means or if it means anything. Um, and, and for example, you know, there is like trademarks like Skywalker Academy that has been listed. That's never, yeah. nothing's ever yeah. came about. Uh, and maybe it still will. But, but again, that's just kind of a, just a reference there. But if you, uh, but what also brings some, some uh, makes you wonder more about if there is anything legit here. Is that you know, like you were saying with the 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 San Diego Comic Con, and they announced all of these. Well, around the same time, they all of those got listed in trademarks, mm -hmm. and they 
all ended up really happening. Yeah, that is true. And so around the same time as the Star Wars ones were listed. So here's the thing. If this does mean anything, we're probably going to find out at the uh at the the disney thing coming up uh disney d23 yeah d23 where yeah. there where it's already confirmed there will be a star wars star wars will be talked about yeah naturally that much yeah. uh, is known um now let's just let's just kind of like let's just talk about these names real quick yeah so we have the great circle mm-hmm. the galactic circle and circle of resistance yeah so the first thing that, out of, to me, out of all of these, the, the first thing that really stands out to me is a circle of resistance. Yeah. Which, and the reason for that is that implies sequel trilogy era. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Um, does, doesn't necessarily have to, I guess, but to mm-hmm. me that implies we're talking something sequel trilogy era. Yeah. And we've heard, you know, little rumors here and there that that – we're going to continue in the sequel trilogy era. Mm-hmm. There's already there, you know, they're kind of setting the path to eventually have things that are set after rise of Skywalker. Um, and so, you know, maybe this is something to do with it. Now, the question is, are these three different things or are these all names for one thing? They're just not mm-hmm. sure what they want to name it. Yeah, I mean, that's completely possible. I think I lean towards that. And the reason is because I can't imagine they're going to release three different things and it's all called, that all has circle in it. Right. Unless it's like a trilogy and they want it to Yeah, have, it could be like a part series, you know. Or a part, yeah. Like, I, I see one, I seen one person comment that, that you know, kind of, you know, what you said, and uh, I was thinking this too, but anyway, that the circle of resistance is very uh, kind of synonymous with the sequel trilogy, right? Um, they said that the Galactic Circle, it kind of uh, is reminiscent of like the original trilogy, you know, like the Galactic, Galactic Empire. Empire yeah. yeah. And then the uh, uh, the Great uh, Circle. Like the Great Republic. Great or Republic could be the prequel trilogy. So it could maybe it could be a, like a project where they're doing some sort of piece for each of the, the, the trilogies. And maybe it's something small or not small necessarily. Basically, what I'm trying to say is maybe it's not like a full movie for each of these things, but maybe it's like a... A three-part series of, of like a short series of I don't know you know what I'm saying yeah I like that um I could I could definitely see it being something along those lines for sure yeah that's yeah. interesting but again is uh if you guys have any thoughts on it let us know in the comments we'd love to hear your thoughts on what you might think this is but for now it's all speculation yeah we don't have any kind of any, anything set in stone um, for sure and again D23 make sure you uh, keep it here Jedi, Jedi Eternal. Um, because we will update as we hear things from D23. Yeah. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll find out there. Yeah, we very well might. So uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to our good old rumor mail. Just meander down to the rumor mail. And uh, we Come have three of them to the this rumor week. Mail. Come on down to the rumor mail. Where you get your rumors at the mail. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> That was that was it was that really was original. Creative. I know. Anyways, um, so let's get down to the rumor. And very first one for this week is that Star Wars Jedi Survivor is potentially arriving early 2023. So we know um, after we saw Jedi Fallen Order um, at, I believe it was uh, uh, 2019. Um, 
uh, Star Wars Celebration. We did see it later that year. Now, it seemed a little more developed. There seemed to be a little more content there. Um, but we so we did end up actually seeing, and that was one of our kind of not controversies, but one of our uh, our debates were like, are we even going to see anything about this game at, uh, at Star Wars Celebration? And so yeah. we did, and we did see some stuff. In a weird way. In a yeah. weird way. So again, so it wasn't as developed. It wasn't as forward as it was in 2019 for Fallen Order. So uh, it, yeah, they it, didn't even actually have a panel for it. It yeah. was like a surprise, like, like oh, on the live stage. They, here it is. They're yeah. like, oh, and we have a trailer for your first look at. And I'm like, I was like in another panel, and I'm like, like wait, wait, what? what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it would make sense that you know because they showed something, it's not too far off, but you know because it wasn't as uh, again as developed as we saw in 2019 for Fallen Order that it's not going to be this year. So an early 2023 release. Very well could be possible. Now, knowing how the thing these things work, I, I could easily see it getting pushed back to like summer 2023 or maybe even fall of 2023. But the rumor as it is right now is that it is arriving early. So early, you know, what does that mean? A couple months in, you know, at the end of the first quarter, whatever. I don't know. So um, it is interesting to hear and see about that because honestly, I think a lot of people are, have been anticipating the sequel uh, to Jedi Fallen Order or whatever iteration that this game is going to end up being. A lot of people have been anticipating that. A lot of people do want another awesome open world, good graphic, you know, Star Wars video game. So it's a long time coming. And so if it does come in 2023 early, um, I'll definitely take it. So, uh, Drew, I mean, do you do you have anything that you want to say to that or? Yeah, so it says um, this, the reason that, that this is uh, potentially arriving early 2023 is that it, uh, if you, you can now add Jedi Survivor to your wish list on the PlayStation Store. Mm. And when you do that, it just says the game will, will release in 2023. However, um, if you kind of research into it a little, a little more, the Sony database has the game listed um, as early February to late March, somewhere mm. in that window. Yeah. And so that is why um, they're now saying it could potentially be arriving early 2023. I really don't know that I believe that's going to be the case. Right, yeah. Number one being we, we have not seen this game other than a cinematic trailer. Mm. We've not actually seen the game itself. And as we know... Um, developers love to show quite a few gameplay trailers and <laughs> right. demos, yeah. things like that, before they ever actually release the game. Yep. So the fact that all we've seen is a cinematic trailer shows me they're not ready to show the game. And so for us to, to get this by early 2023, I have my doubts. Mm. Now, do I expect this to release by holiday 2023? Yeah, they wanted to, they want to have oh, this yeah. out for that holiday window. Naturally. Um, and, and I believe the last one released kind of in the holiday window. Yeah, you know, I believe in the so. fall. Yeah. Um, and, and again, that's a very popular time to release really big video games because there are a lot of parents and stuff out there mm -hmm. uh, or, um, you know, significant others, stuff that are trying to look for something for, for um, to buy for Christmas. And so it's, it's an easy way. Uh, when when you know there's a there's a brand new game out there, it's mm -hmm. easy 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 buy. Yeah, it came out November of 2019. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so, um, so I, I I would be really shocked if this came out 
in early 2023. That's what I was saying, too. Now, will I be disappointed? Absolutely not. I mean, I would be thrilled. But I would have to have a little more... um, I'd have to have a little more proof of this other than just that Sony has it listed in their database because Sony doesn't have truly have the answers to that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, honestly, a lot of it is probably speculation on their part as well. They have to, in, in their database, they have to put it for sometime in 2023. So they probably have a window um, and they just throw it in there. But yeah, again, um, I, I really don't expect to see this until holiday. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it'll be it'll be interesting. I just want you to, to know our music's about to play. So don't yeah, I know. Out. I saw it. I thought I was going to tell you too. But I didn't okay. want to say anything because I didn't be awkward on the podcast. But yeah. Well, it's okay. Whatever. We would have made. We would have talked about it anyways. We always do. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Oh. So anyway, yeah. Do you want to go ahead and want the next one? Here? Yeah. Sorry, I'm about to like choke. Um, so we. <laughs> so this next thing here uh, that we have in our rumors is that Star Wars new Disney Plus show reportedly is more expensive than The Mandalorian. Mm. And what that is, is the Skeleton Crew. Skeleton Crew is set to cost more than The Mandalorian cost. So according to The Hollywood Reporter, Skeleton Crew is pushing $136 million to produce. Uh, while that number is already high, it's made all the more interesting when it's compared to the figures for the first season of The Mandalorian. 2019 reports from Business Insider put The Mandalorian Season 1's cost at $100 million. While Washington Post gave the figure of 15 million an episode, bringing the total to 120 million, while inflation hmm. and increased across the board expenses could account for some of the price difference, the fact remains that in a comparison of first season budget, Skeleton Crew has the higher figure. So, like half the budget is them trying to just get Jude Law to be in the show. I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that, was, right, that was it. Right. That's the that's that, your that discrepancy. Was it. Yep. Right yeah, there. Right there. <laughs> so. What do you think about this? What do you think about the skeleton crew? Honestly, I, uh, you know, again, we we talked about it a little bit, but I really don't even know what this is supposed to exactly be. And I know they haven't released a ton of information on it yet. Obviously, that's kind of the whole point. But for that to be more expensive than Mandalorian, I mean, it, it, you would think that it would be pretty crazy, right? I think it's going to have a lot of content, a lot of big bombastic scenes. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean... So, Skeleton Crew, at least currently from what we know, is really the second Disney Plus, Star Wars Disney Plus series that that is like a complete original, right? We don't have... We don't... It's, it's like... The Mandalorian, when The Mandalorian came out, there was no connection to anything. Right. It was brand new. Right. There's, um, you know, we, you know, Kenobi, of course, has all kinds of connections. We have Boba Fett, of course, right. and we have Andor, which is connected to Rogue One. So <laughs> right. everything that we we've gotten so far, and Ahsoka, you know, it, all have connections to something other than The Mandalorian, which proved itself. And then, and then now we have the Skeleton Crew. Yeah. Um. What I what I think is interesting about the skeleton crew is that we know the timeline that that it's set in is mm-hmm. actually going to be concurrent with with the the man the Mandoverse. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. My expectations are this this will be part of the Mandoverse. Sure. Um, we just don't know how that is yet, right? We don't know how it's connected to that, but yeah. Why else would it be set in the same time period? Yeah, so so the I mean, and, and, and from my understanding, the only, uh, I think the only 
piece of information that we have about the content of the show is that Star Wars Skeleton Crew, the series will center around a group of children lost in space and be set in the Ahsoka slash Mandalorian time frame. Mm-hmm. John Watts revealed that the event, the story of their journey tra- is trying to find their way home, Watts said, but he also conveyed one important aspect of the series. It stars for kids, but it is not a kid's show. Right. So, but, but, so but I guess my point is that that's really all we know about yeah, it. Yeah, I think they're... From from everything I've read and heard about, and what like you, like you read there, I think their hope is to to very much have this be Star Wars Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, you know honestly, I mean? riding that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I think they are. I think they're hoping to get this this really great group of kids uh, in the Star Wars universe. They're going to be out on their own. Um, but I think they're kind of trying to grab the magic of that group like they mm-hmm. have in Stranger Things. And I think that's what they're hoping for here. So like instead of and, like D&D, they're playing like like Space Sabacc, you know, and yeah. they're like... <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and again, it, what I mean more than anything is just like that group aspect of kids. Right. Um, and 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 I, I think that if I remember right, when they talked about it at Celebration, they did mention kind of like an 80s inspiration even of like <laughs> wow, the... really subtle well, there. Well, kind huh? of like the E.T., um, yeah. kind of the... that... those kind of movies, right? Yeah, that call yeah. back to those kind of movies. And Whoops, I just what dropped my phone, sorry. And so <laughs> I think that, uh, again, there's there's more to this than what we know right now because clearly being set during the Mandoverse means it's going to have connections to that and it's going to grow within what their plan is with the Mandoverse. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see exactly how that plays into it. Yeah, for um, sure. But the fact that there, there more money is going into this um, is interesting, but also not necessarily surprising mm-hmm. um, as I think that they're going to want this to, they're going to want this to be a hit. Sure. Right off the yeah. bat, they want this to. They're gonna have. This is gonna have to be really good because again, it's gonna have to prove itself. Yeah. Because it has nothing exactly. else to to build off of. Like especially the spending do. this kind of money. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, moving on to our final rumor <laughs> for this week, and again, kind of plays into a similar vein of what we were just talking about, and that is this rumor is that Star Wars teases an Ahsoka versus Vader live action battle. So as we know. Of course, uh, one of one of the big uh, shows that is coming up in the next you know year, two years, three years, whatever long time frame is can remember, is that we're getting an Ahsoka live action series. Uh, Rosario Dawson played her in the Mandalorian, and she's going to, of course reprise that character in the actual Ahsoka series. So, of course, we see the Ahsoka versus uh, Vader battle in Rebels, and I can't remember exactly what season, two or three, whatever. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a very iconic moment uh, where Ahsoka realizes that Vader is actually Anakin. So, but the rumor is, is that this, this battle is actually going to occur once more, but in a live action setting. So... Uh, we are. We already hear many rumors, and I, I don't even know if it was confirmed or is a rumor that uh, no, no, it was confirmed, right? That um, Hayden Christensen is going to reprise Vader in Ahsoka, correct? Correct. So, I mean, it's very possible, right, that we could see uh, an Ahsoka versus Vader live action battle, right, um, in in this show. So, I think my my guess for this is that. Within Ahsoka, we're going to get a flashback. Yeah, okay. And it's going yeah. to be the battle we've already seen in Rebels yeah. recreated yeah. in live action. I could see that. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I don't even know that it'll be the whole battle, but we just might see some like flashes of the sure. of the battle between her and, well, and Darth Vader. And when we got Kenobi, right, we already saw, uh, you know, not <laughs> nearly as much as we hoped for, but some flashbacks, right, to right. the Clone Wars era and stuff. Yeah, and and I think I. I I don't necessarily think it's a good idea to have Ahsoka and Darth Vader fight again. Sure. Um, yeah. Last, for one reason, the last time that Darth Vader and Ahsoka saw each other, Darth Vader um, put a wampin on her. <laughs> yeah, and and then of course. I, I, it was very much hinted at that he killed her. Right. And that's but why then, the world between but then worlds, the world between right? worlds happened and he brought her through the portal deal. Yeah. Um, and so I think that I, I would assume that what we're, if we do get this, it's going to be part of, of, of that, uh, that like flashback sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily know that it'll be like a new, new fight. What I do want to mention, though, is when you look at the Ahsoka title, Mm -hmm. do you get, like, super World Between World vibes? Uh, I don't know. Let me look at it. see. Ahsoka. Oh, I think, actually, I remember seeing it. Um, Yeah, let me look it up, though. Yeah, look it up. I'm fairly certain I remember what it looks like. Yeah, it has, like, the, 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 like, the... The little circle with the dots and, and like the, yeah, like, the like it's it's like super hardcore world between worlds. Yeah, vibes, well, right? in fact, if you zoom in, even has some like the old like lettering, like runic lettering that you see in there, right? So, you know, if they if they're delving into more world between worlds, which I think is very dangerous, uh, but we've talked about that. Yeah, um, but if they do, they're clearly going to have to explain that story. The reason why she even knows what it is, the reason why she's alive, is because of the world between right. worlds, because of Ezra. And we already know there's a good chance Ezra's coming, that, that Thrawn's involved, all this stuff. Right. So people have to understand what happened there. And you're going to have a very, very large majority of viewers of this show who's never watched Rebels. <laughs> right. And right. has no intentions of ever watching Rebels and that gonna are going to pl- need this explained to them. Right, but you're also going to play kind of a dangerous game, though, of like kind of over confusing people who are more casual and you're like, what in the world is this about? You know? Oh, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be interesting if they're. And but again, the title for Ahsoka definitely does uh, appear like they're maybe going to hint at some more world between world stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are people out there that believe. Again, I'm now. I'm saying there are people. Yeah. I am not one of them, but there are people out there that believe Ahsoka is going to be the way that they the show is going to be how uh, the sequel trilogy is erased because they're finally mm, yeah. going to uh, Ahsoka is going to reuse the, the the world between worlds. People to, are trying so- to to purge the you know the rumor for so long has been they're going to purge the the sequel trilogy, and so mm. this is how it's going to be how it's done. Mm. Uh, essentially, you, then you have you you branch the timeline, right? You got two branches. Yeah. And then you can do whatever you want in the other branch. Yeah, and, yeah, and they're both theoretically canon because they're branches, you know. Exactly. I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I am I am a weirdo. Like I could probably get into that, honestly. Like I could, mm. I could, uh, I could, I could get into that, but I don't. But for for most, I think it's a bad idea. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> 
I don't know. It's silly. It is a goofy it's, thing because, because like, again, I'm I'm down. I mean, listen, I mean, if they wanted to retcon the sequel trilogy, I don't care. But it's just like people who are who are like like getting you're to getting these theories, into Star Trek territory. It's just like it's so goofy because they're in, trying so hard. You're getting into Star Trek territory. Yeah, Star yeah. Trek uh, did a similar thing. Were there sixteen thousand timelines? They, well, they yeah they they essentially made a whole new timeline. There's like I know there's like a couple of different ones, yeah. but then for the new J.J. Abrams, they made like another one. Yeah. <laughs> um and that that existed with 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 the other timeline. So if Star Wars starts to do that, things are gonna get real complicated real fast. Yep. Um we're gonna yep. start dealing with like multiverse stuff right. like Marvel's dealing with. Uh, I, yeah. But anyway, only time will tell uh if any of that comes comes to be, but I am personally excited for the Ahsoka series. and I'm I'm really excited to see what they do with it, but Hopefully they don't go too crazy with World Between Worlds. But um, we're going to go ahead and uh, that's all of our rumors. We're going to jump into our releases that we have coming up. So our releases that we have. Hold on a second. Let me pull up my calendar here to make sure I uh, tell you guys the correct things. So we have... Halcyon Legacy on August 3rd. This is uh, that comic book series. We have Han Solo and Chewbacca issue number 5 on August 10th, uh, as well as Bounty Hunters issue number 26, also on August 10th, and Hyperspace Stories uh, issue number 1 which I think that is the very first Dark Horse comic that we are receiving. So uh, that'll be on August 10th as well. So you can check that out. And that's all of our releases. Well, except for our, our very special Lego show that is coming <laughs> yeah, we... uh, just right around the corner. So we know that you guys are all very excited to watch that. So make sure you watch that next week. Yep. We'll be asking for show notes and uh, comments. Mm-hmm. and Yeah. <laughs> We want we want your commentary exactly so. exactly. Okay, so uh, let's move on here to our uh, community discussion panel here. So uh, basically, if you're not familiar with this, uh, we go into our community discussion segment where we make a post on Facebook asking you guys uh, one question, and then uh, we'll take your guys' answers and we're going to discuss it live on air and then go over some of our thoughts and our answers as well. So one of the fun things that we have been doing recently. Uh, for community discussion is to go over some classic debates within Star Wars and some classic like banters of like why this why that you know did Han shoot first or uh, blah 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 so this week's classic debate is what are your thoughts on midichlorians uh, why weren't they mentioned in any other trilogy and although they are canon because of the prequel trilogy is it not or it is not widely accepted in the fandom what are your thoughts so we're going to go ahead and get into your folks' answers. We've got three answers this week uh, from, from Brandon Dukes, Corey Allen Wise, and JB. So, Brandon Dukes, just simple and eloquent, just simply says, they're a figment of our imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, Brandon, we know where you stand uh, on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, I'm not saying that I disagree with you. Um, Corey Allen Wise says they are real. I believe that the sole reason Anakin Skywalker is so powerful, Yoda as well, uh, that's what sets them apart from every other Jedi in the entire series. 
Yeah, I mean, and that and that's what they really tried to portray, right? In in the prequel trilogy, is that because Anakin's midichlorian count or whatever so high, uh, is that's what made him so powerful? Yes, I mean, you're you're definitely right. So JB has a long answer, but let's get into it here. So he says. I believe they, quote-unquote, had to make some story of the difference between Force users and non-Force users. That being said, I think it is a very believable thing and that the mention of midichlorians are a valid way to show this. It would be cool, to me at least, if the reasons they are not mentioned in other films is because, just like the Jedi, no one really believes in them. Uh, like, imagine if suddenly we have a mutation in our evolution, but some of us don't, dot, 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 uh, would they believe it? I suppose COVID is an ex a massive example of this, lol. I guess I'm sort of making excuse for them not mentioning uh, it in other films, but yeah, I'm going or I'm going with midichlorians are real, but in the canon universe, just like any religion or whatever, they don't get mentioned because it's been forgotten or lost in time, if you will. So JB, you make a lot of really good points, and I think that is a pretty not easy, right? Uh, but a, put a pretty prevalent workaround where you're, you're right. I mean, in fact, we see in the sequel trilogy where people don't even believe in the force that that's even a real thing that we see where Finn and Ray are like, especially Finn, right? Is like, oh, that's just all hokey junk, you know? And, and, and you know, Han Solo has to walk in and be like, no, that's, I've seen it myself. Well, I mean, even then, right? We can go back to the original trilogy and Han doesn't believe in it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, clearly, if they don't even believe in the force, then clearly they don't look into the minute details of how to measure the force, which is to be the midichlorian count. So here, here's, here's the way, and this is a really meta take here. Um, so forgive me, I'm not going to dive too deeply into the actual lore here, and I'm just going to look at it in the sense of movie and story production. <clears throat> One thing that you'll see um, harped on a lot, a lot, a lot, is that, um, is that, uh, Whenever George Lucas made the prequel trilogy, right, one of the biggest things that he said in multiple different interviews is that he wanted to make this prequel trilogy basically something completely different from the original trilogy. He wanted something new. He wanted something fresh. I mean, is it going to follow the story? Yeah, it's still, it's still going to be a prequel, right? It's going to set up to what we saw in the original trilogy. But at the end of the day, how he makes it. The production quality, you know, using CGI versus um, real life, you know, uh, props, you know, um, even the, and how he approaches the story. He wanted it to be something completely new, something completely fresh. And you will see that in some of the interviews. He says that multiple times. So my point is, is that as he's bringing in these new ideas, as he's bringing in these new characters and, and these new ways to express the story, I think that he wanted to do something really different in terms of the Force. Mm -hmm. And, of course, uh, have it instead of being this mysterious uh, thing, right? He wanted, he didn't, you know, he wanted to take this really mysterious force that that connected everything in the galaxy and we, no one really knew what it was. And he wanted to, to break it down to something quantifiable, um, that could be measured and as we saw in midichlorians. And I think, unfortunately to me, I think that that was just really unnecessary. 
sure, you can take a lot of new directions and make the sequel tri- or excuse me, prequel trilogy something completely new and fresh. But I think with the Force, the Force is something so sacred, you know, not even just in the Star Wars universe, but I'm saying like even to the fans that like it's supposed to be mysterious. It's supposed to be this on on the present thing that 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 connects and binds all living things, right? You know, we don't really need something to quantifiably break down this omniscient force that you know surrounds everything. I don't think we need that. And I think so I think my point is the reason that it was brought in was because George Lucas was just trying so hard to be different and trying so hard to be fresh and new that he brought it he tried to bring a new take on something that was already established and it kind of it, it, it took away from what we had. So that's a long-winded thing here, but Drew, what do you think? So tell me what exactly, like, tell me exactly how the question was. So he again. wasn't listening that whole time, guys. No, I so, was, but I just want to know, like, what so the... So the question like, was, what are your thoughts on midichlorians? Oh, why, it's just what... Why weren't they mentioned in any other trilogy? And although they are canon because of the prequel trilogy, it is not widely accepted in fandom. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so... I think that, um, you know, yeah, people have issues with it because it does expl- it, it tries to scientifically explain something that uh, was supposed to be a mystery, right? Mm-hmm. And so basically I agree with exactly what you're saying. Um, I personally, I don't have too much of a problem with midichlorians. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little silly. Um, but I, I don't necessarily have too much of an issue with them. I think that, you know, the the prequels did it. There was a lot of uh, a lot of hate uh, mm-hmm. for it when when Qui Gon, you know, says, "Oh well, uh, you know, Anakin Anakin's uh, levels are you know the highest he's like ever seen." <laughs> right. Or or does he say that or say it matches like Yoda's or I don't remember. Something, something along those lines. I don't lines. remember exactly yeah. what is what is said, but. Um, and so I think that, you know, a lot of people didn't like that. And and so then it's just like you don't hear about it again, right? Until. Until. Mm-hmm. The Mandoverse. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. and they've brought it back. Um, if you remember, the scientist talks about the M count. Yes, I do remember that. I kind of forgot about that. They don't that. talk about, yeah. they don't call it the midichlorians. Yeah. But that's what he's talking about when he's yeah, referring to the testing true. Grogu and they talk about the M count. I forgot about and, that. Yeah. And so, like it or not, I think it's here to stay. And I think that, uh, you know, do I think it's going to be heavily involved in the future of Star Wars? No, I right. don't. But I do think that uh you know there there'll be small references here and there i think it's the the midichlorians are here to stay because it's been mentioned once so it is canon so it will be mm-hmm. involved in stories um and especially you know as we are continuing to kind of unravel uh the, the purpose of why they want grogu mm-hmm. um you know which I think we all have a pretty good idea what that mm, is. Yeah, right. But uh, I think there could be more talk about midichlorians because they are looking for... I mean, essentially, they are looking for a specific M count, right? 
uh, mm-hmm. for for what they want to do. So I think there is potentially more room for the midichlorian talk. So, you know, I think we're going to have to kind of embrace it, mm-hmm. embrace that, you know, there is a scientific explanation for midichlorians, and we kind of just have to accept that because it was made canon in episode one. And so it it's going to be it there. Is. Yeah. Um, and so if it makes sense to use it, then they might use it. And again, I, I'm not like super against midichlorians, um, but I do understand, I do understand like enjoying the mystery and not needing the explanation. I do get that. But anyways, yeah, that's just, that's my thoughts. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Um, we, uh, have a lot of great people out there who interact with our stuff. A lot of, a lot of reoccurring names here. We love to always see from JB and Brandon Dukes and Corey Allen Wise and uh, oh, yeah. usually Alex uh, Mason chips in every once in a while and stuff yeah. like that. So uh, long story short, we are very, very, very thankful for each and every person who interacts with stuff. And we, of yes. course, know that there are more people out there listening and we would love, love, love for you to to chip in too. And again, yeah. you may not have this big eloquent answer and that's fine. That's fine. totally fine. Yeah, that's fine. You know, um, we just want answers. We just, we just, we don't need it to be. Yeah. The I most mean, you could just say like, answer ever. like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I can't even think of the word now because I'm thinking of midichlorian. Uh, mitochondria is the power of the cell, right? I mean, that's all, that's all you really need to know. You could you say, know? Me likey M count. <laughs> me likey Star Wars. <laughs> and me likey Star Wars. And we would yeah. we would read it off. No. And we would say thank you. <laughs> but for real though, I mean, we just like to know that you're out there and you're listening and uh and that you like what you hear. Um so uh, you know, of course Nothing that comes... brings us more pain and sorrow than if we <laughs> post something and we don't get any response. Yeah, I literally Nothing brings us more pain. I literally writhe. In the floor crying, you know. Sometimes we just hold each other and cry <laughs> for like an hour. Whisper, singing sweet nothings into each other's ear to calm each other down, but really just spins an emotional turmoil even further. Okay, we're getting with you further. Um, <laughs> but for real though, we, we're super thankful for everybody, and we do yeah. want to hear from you guys. Yes. Honestly, uh, if you're out there and you've kind of not really said anything in the past, you just kind of listened and been on the sidelines, we want to hear from you. Yeah, and you know, I, I said uh, a while back, if you get this far in this episode, I said, yeah. say, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I had threw out some random number. I don't yeah. know what it was. And I'll tell you, um, you know, so Alex Mason sent it to me, and I appreciated that. Yeah. But then I actually had somebody else do it just recently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was uh, Kelby. 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 He said he he said he had gotten behind, but he was catching up, and so he sent that to me, and I really appreciated Dude. him doing that. But I do want to uh, kind of throw a little pitch out for him. Because, yeah, I was about to say that same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, he. He actually has started a podcast. Yeah. Um, and again, this is our, our good friend Kelby, who has been a great supporter of, of Jedi Eternal. Yeah. Um, throughout throughout our a couple of years of existence now. Yeah. Um, yeah. and and so he he's been doing uh, what they're calling the Theme Park Patriarchs. Yes. And this is a uh, podcast that he is doing uh, with his father. And they're just discussing all thing, all things yeah. theme parks. And yeah. they've got, I believe they got like three episodes up right now. Uh, the first episode they're talking about so Silver Dollar City, Dollywood. Um, and I think their latest one they're talking about Kings Island, Disney, Hollywood Studios. So do us a favor. If you guys are, are uh, Jedi Eternal listeners, please go check out the, uh, the, the uh, um, theme park patriarchs. Um, give it a like, give them a review, just help us. If you don't do it for them, do it for us. 
um, we're, we would love for you guys to, to just kind of give them some, some support. They're brand new. Uh, we want to see them uh, grow and, and, and have a good audience. Yeah. So if nothing else, go follow them. Um, rate, review their their podcast. That does help. Yeah. And that would be not only a great thing for them, but we would appreciate you guys doing that too. So Yeah, for sure. So we're going to go ahead and get into our main topic. And I'm going to let Drew obviously lead into this uh, himself because he's the one that's read this. Uh, so go ahead, Drew. So uh, as most of you know, Shadow of the Sith came out not too long ago. We've talked about it on the podcast a couple different times, and uh, so I, I finished it, and um, I really, really liked this, yeah. this novel. Yeah. Um, this is set after Return of the Jedi, before The Force Awakens, um, closer to for The Force Awakens than it is Return of the Jedi. We're we're seeing a Luke Skywalker that is currently um, at his academy mm. training students. He's got a young Ben Solo there training. Oh. So this would be after Battlefront 2's campaign then? Correct. Okay. It actually makes reference to some of the oh. events of the Battlefront 2 campaign. Very cool. Very cool. It has a lot of callbacks. Uh, actually, um, uh, it even has... So I'm just going to kind of do sp spoilers on this. Yeah. Um, the non-spoiler review. I really liked it. You should go read it. Um, now <laughs> I'm gonna do the spoiler. Uh, I, I don't. I don't like doing non-spoiler stuff. I feel like it's just like you know, you're just kind of talking circles. Yeah. So, um, if you guys don't want anything spoiled, now would be the time to say goodbye. Right, Otherwise, should I, should I walk stick out? Stick around <laughs> and. and <laughs> well, you you just have to live with it. Eh, um, whatever. So, but uh, it actually has a character from from uh the battlefront 2 campaign um it's the what is his name oh man now i'm not gonna remember oh, which one the duros that's in it um what is his name can you remember his name dude you don't i'm the worst person to ask oh <laughs> it's gonna really bother me um anyways he's in it yeah, uh know. which was just was neat it was cool i like that um anyways it's not that important but yeah, so we have Luke Skywalker here in full, you know, Jedi mode. We have Lando Calrissian, who plays a, a key role in this as well. Um, and then what was uh, the the most surprising is that we get Ray's parents, right? Yeah, they they play yeah. uh, a really a big role in this, as well as Ray, a, a young Ray. Yeah. And um, Ochi of Bastoon. Yeah. And she's on the cover, right? He on the cover, but yes. Hmm. Wait, what'd you say? Ochi, he. I know that's what I said. I thought you said she. No, no, I said he is. On Ochi, the cover, right? Ochi of Bastoon is on the back of the of the book. So, um, the the character on the front of the book is a new character. Again, I'm going to be kind of giving a Whoa. spoiler here. But uh, her name is Kaiza, and she is actually from Aftermath, the Aftermath series. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. Um, if you've ever read those, you might recognize her. Um, so, 
do you do you have any questions you want to ask yeah. me? Yeah, I mean, or I have my standard you, questions. Let's do your standard questions, and then yeah. I can jump into more spoiler stuff after that too, if we want. So yeah, so like I said, I have kind of a standard set of questions I always ask Drew. And you can always you can of course ask me ones that maybe come to your mind. Yeah, as well I probably after will. That, but. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've, you kind of already stated it. So, but my first question is always, you know, what are your thoughts on the book and just as a whole? So my the first thing that I think about this, and and I've told, I think I've told you this, I've told my wife this. If you enjoy Star Wars, if you are a Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. if you have watched the sequel trilogy and have a lot of questions, have a lot of uh, things that you're puzzled by because of the sequel trilogy, you should absolutely read this book. Mm-hmm. It's easy to read. Yeah. It's not a hard read. Um, it's written in a way that I think is easy enough if you're not a, a typical reader. So I know some Star Wars books can be very daunting yeah. in the way they're written. Yeah. This is not one of those. I think this is written fairly straightforward. Um, but it, it is very good. Um, it keeps your attention, but also it fills in some very interesting, uh, gaps that we had in the lore Mm. that just really kind of makes it all fit together better than it did before. Um, again, it's not like anything too huge as far as like revelations go, but it's just, it just makes everything kind of fit that much better when you go back to watch. You know, and a, a lot of the media that's coming out for Star Wars in the past like couple of years, right? That's that's really the main goal. Um, yeah. Unless they're creating something new, which rarely happens. Unless we now now we're seeing some stuff with High Republic, of course, and stuff. But yep. it seems like a ninety percent of the the content that we're seeing is is really to fill in the gaps better and to help bridge things. You know, just like with Rogue One, when we're seeing the transition yeah. between Episode Three and Four, we're like, what what's the point of Rogue One? Because I you know, and this is not true. But for me, that was one of the very first times I really started noticing that, mm-hmm. like, hey, the Star Wars content that's coming out is really to help better bridge the things that we already have. Yeah. Well, and know? I mean, Claudia Gray, she says when she goes to write a Star Wars book, that's the first thing. First, the thing that she asks is, yeah, what am I looking to answer? Like, what question am I answering within my book yeah. for Star Wars? And and I think that yeah, you're right. A lot of them are geared towards that. However, I think to I think that a lot of them do do that, but in a very, very small way. Yeah. So it's like very little things. I think right. this one has bigger impact. It's answering bigger questions. It's 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 much on a much bigger level than most of the Star Wars novels we've received. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now I'll say the the aftermath series has become more and more important as time has went on, but. What's interesting about that is aftermath has become more and more important because other things have fed into it as time has went on. Right. Um, And this is actually an example of that. Of because of aftermath, they kind of brought stuff from that into this, which then makes aftermath more important to read. And that's actually happened in a lot of different ways throughout the the past couple years. You know, and that's what's so funny. And this is kind of like sort of off topic, but it's not. It's like. I was, uh, you know, I was trying to introduce someone to Star Wars, you know, about a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I think of Star Wars as this like amazingly beautiful, intricate story that, that has so many tiers and levels and accessibility to right. so many different varied, you know. But what I realized is, honestly, for someone who has, like, not an express interest or someone who, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, honestly, Star Wars can be probably a little difficult to get into sometimes because there's so much stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, honestly, I almost feel bad for people who are trying to get in for the first time because you're like 
to really appreciate some things, you really have to know the backstory of X, Y, and Z to oh, get you there, right? No, I know exactly what you mean. I can't fathom trying to just now get into Star Wars because yeah. there's so much to it. Yeah. And to appreciate it on the level that I do, yeah. you had to have consumed everything. Yeah. And because, you know, there's there's so many little things in Star Wars that I get to appreciate because I consume exactly. everything Star Wars. Well, it's just like it's just like all these callbacks on like the Mandalorian or mm -hmm. whatever. And I just remember like uh, Mandalorian season two or in Boba Fett, like there would be so many times like a new character would come like Cad Bane was a perfect example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean I'm I, I I'm not the like you know, Cad Bane's like whatever to me. Like, I think he's a cool character. I wasn't expressly like, oh, he's so awesome. But at the end of the day, we've only seen him in Clone Wars. We watched Book of Boba Fett. We saw Cad Bane. And I remember that first episode that we saw him and he's walking in from the desert into Freetown. And uh, and I remember like just jumping off my couch. like, dude, that's Cad Bane. And it was just because like all of these layers of Star Wars that I mm -hmm. got interested into or uh, enveloped into excuse me and i remember my dad who has no clue what clone wars is about he definitely has no clue what cad bane he's like I, is this supposed to be somebody so uh, I, I figure this is probably somebody I'm supposed to know and i'm like right i'm like well yes and no and i told him how he would have known he's like oh i wouldn't have no idea who that is you know right but but it's it's, it's true it's like one thing I, I will say, though, is not to dissuade anybody who's not super into Star Wars that maybe is, for whatever reason, listening to this podcast, do it. Because the cool thing is, is, is if you're a good story writer, which most of the you know, Star Wars movie and TV series writers are, is that you can still enjoy it by itself, even if you have no context. So seeing Cad Bane come in and just like absolutely wipe, wipe people out. If you have no clue who Cad Bane is, that's just a really cool scene that you can still enjoy. But for people who know who that is and who knows about Clone Wars, it's just that extra layer of, right. yeah. yeah. So I guess I guess I I say all that say like I never want to dissuade anybody to get into Star Wars. But what I will say is that like if you want to get to the level of depth that like me and Drew or a lot of people do have an appreciation for Star Wars, it's going to mm -hmm. take a lot of uh, media consumption to get up to. That's for sure. Right. Right. So anyway, that was a really long-winded thing that was sort of off topic there. But but clearly, like I said, you, you have good thoughts on the book because it does tie into a lot of good things. So so let me get into my second question here, and that is uh, we do have a lot of different characters in this book, many who we do know, such as Luke, Lando, etc., yeah. and uh, ones who I guess technically we know but don't know, like uh, Ochi of Bestoon, um, and, and many who we are getting introduced to for the first time, sort of, Ochi of Bestoon, Ray's parents, and I can't remember the other person that you said. But so I guess my point is is this. Um, how has this book, if at all, changed your viewpoint on any of the characters that were shown? So, especially the ones that that we know, has your viewpoint changed about Luke or about Lando at all? And for the characters who we are being introduced for the first time, but we've heard about before, how has that perception changed as well for you? So, I. I wouldn't necessarily say it's changed my thoughts on very many of these characters. Um, you know, we have a Luke Skywalker that's definitely like in his prime. Um, he's he's in a he's in a place where he's kind of done roaming the galaxy for because uh, Luke for many years after Return of the Jedi goes around looking for artifacts and knowledge. Right. Um, that's like what he does for a long time. Where, where we're at in this story, which um, is about 
at least did, uh, I think, uh, let's see, Ray's like six years old in, in it, so we're about 13 years before The Force Awakens, I believe. Um, so he's kind of just now settling into, okay, I have this temple, I'm teaching these kids, I'm not, I'm not like flying all over the galaxy looking for right. secrets and knowledge anymore. Right. And and so that's kind of where we're at with Luke. However, of course, he does get pulled into um, another another thing here. Um, and and so Luke's about what I would expect. It's actually the Luke that I like. Like you kind of you hope know, for, like that you know, hope for. <laughs> yeah. um, so I enjoyed that. Lando, um, Lando is. Lando's in kind of a rough spot because he's looking for his daughter who was stolen, as we know from Rise of Skywalker. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, he, you know, he's basically spends a long time trying to find his daughter. Right. And um, so if anything, I just feel more, I just feel bad for, for Lando. And I think maybe it makes me feel even a little more bad for Lando within this, <laughs> right. after reading this book. Um, but what is interesting about, about that is because of it, the, the loss of his daughter, it really does motivate him to help Ray and her parents within this story. And it's interesting because they, while they do help Ray and her parents, um, they they never really have like actual interactions. Like Luke never actually, Luke never actually like talks to them or anything mm. within the story. He's yeah. always kept at a distance right for for canon reasons right, right. because yeah. he can't really like truly like know who they are um but i will say that uh his the ray's parents were were very interesting to learn more about um and i would say that if anything that that's the the two people that really um i now have learned more from and and appreciate more or would be raised parents because we didn't know much at all right other mm. than just seeing them in right in rise of skywalker um and and here you really do get to learn quite a bit uh you even get a couple flashbacks to a a young uh, uh what's his name uh dathan a young dathan um who is ray's father oh um, okay yeah or dathan like, i'm not sure i don't know who that is dathan, dathan. <laughs> Um, he, he, and so you actually see him on Exegol mm. as a child. Really? That's mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He's on Exegol and they actually like, you know, he sees the, the Sith, uh, cultists going around and they're chanting. They like walk around, walk around and chant Sith names. So they're like chanting Revan and they're. Oh, and, so they really do say yeah, Revan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they wow. say they, nice. they chant Revan's name and they chant, they just go around and chant Binks different names. Pinks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, anyway. so that's really cool. Um, again, uh, this, this also ties into some of the, uh, one of the dark legends stories from George Mann that mm. specifically takes place on Exegol. Yeah, so those uh, that was the list of like short stories, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so like there's like this like weird hunchback thing. Yep, that was, okay, it's that one. Yeah, it's yeah. that story. Yeah, that's the story that this this book does tie into. Um, but kind of uh, 
but anyways, you go ahead and keep asking your questions. I'm going to keep like getting off subjects. So basically, go. I have one more. Um, and, and, and basically, we kind of already discussed this, right? But how has the book, if at all, changed your view of Star Wars and or the Star Wars universe? Has it supplemented? Has it added to, etc.? Yeah, it's 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 very much a supplement to the the sequel trilogy. Um, again, you're seeing uh, more relationship between Luke and Ben. Mm, um, yeah. You're seeing Ray and her parents. You're seeing uh, the beginnings of or, or kind of the background of Palpatine and his uh, his his drive to come back. You know. Yeah. Um, it talks about. It essentially talks about how Palpatine is 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 still just trying to find a body that can hold him. Yeah. Um, and so that's one thing that they never really talk about in the book, and I thought it was interesting. They never talk about it at all. Is Snoke? There's ah. nothing to do with Snoke in this. Yeah, that is interesting. Well, this could that, be pre, you know, clone creation of him you know i don't know i mean uh maybe but yeah. i mean i don't know but then again you like, so there's probably ben, right which i mean you think that he would already be established to some degree maybe but maybe not ben yeah, may maybe hadn't know. met him yet well right i'm just saying that you think he would still he would exist at least at that point but i don't, I don't know who knows yeah. i don't know it's yeah it's kind of weird but um but it definitely implies that uh what what yeah so what's interesting is that that Dathan, you know, is a boy on Exegol, and he it implies, you know, that I mean he's been he's been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. And so I think I find that very interesting. So how early did this clone process start? How early was he trying to to clone? Yeah, uh, to clone bodies. And so. Um, he, so to give you some some just kind of more ideas about the plot, is that you know we've got Luke Skywalker, of course we got Ray and her parents, Dathan and Miramir, and um, they're being tracked by pirates. Uh, they're looking to capture them, and of course Dathan escaped Exegol a long time ago, uh, but now they want him but they're they're wanting ray right and as they uh, continue to elude capture the sith eternal enlist uh ochi of bestoon to hunt them down um and so he's that's how he's kind of thrown into the mix here and he's actually been looking for a way to return to exegol um because he's been there before um, he's been there before with Darth Vader, I believe, and, and Palpatine because he used to help them. And yeah. so he, he's actually been there and he wants to get back to there because he knows that it's a place of, of great power for, for uh, the Sith. And um, then, of course, we have Lando who's been out searching in the galaxy for his daughter. And, and Ochi uh, has a... He, he's trying to gather a crew. Lando overhears kidnapping kids. And so that's how Lando kind of gets involved in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, Luke has actually been dealing with these disturbing visions and the sense of darkness on the rise. 
and 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 in a moment that's really really cool um luke has interaction with anakin a force ghost anakin hmm really yes that's very interesting Um, but not necessarily in the way you would expect anakin's like trying to communicate with him but he's having a hard time Hmm. so it's very interesting he's like trying to talk to him but it's like almost like flickering out like he like it's and it never truly like finish it never really goes back into that yeah and so i found that really interesting and i i want to do more research on it i could see i could see two possibilities to that off mm -hmm. the top of my head a first of all this is one question and they may have explained this and maybe i just don't know but you know how did anakin well anakin vader figure out how to get part of the living force, you know, and then because he died and then he came back and he's sitting there right next to Yoda and Obi-Wan and blah, blah, blah. So how do you figure that out? So my, my point with that is maybe he had like a, like in a uh, incomplete knowledge of it. And therefore a, the first theory is that a, is he's trying to communicate. He can't quite do it because he's not fully incorporated or B it very well just could easily be that Palpatine is clouding this, uh, you know, or, or Snoke, right? Uh, either or, same or, same or and, whatever. Um, you know, trying to cloud that communication of the light side so that, that you know, Luke couldn't get help or whatever. Who knows? I mean, I feel like this could be two possibilities. Yeah, and I, I think that as far as the question of Darth Vader, I think maybe he, um, you know, he was a Sith, but he still, you know, they were still seeking ways to to for eternal life and and such so true he he very well may have studied um you know force ghosts and how that works yeah but maybe i mean of course couldn't practice it because he was in on the dark side and dark and the sith lords could not do that they they have other ways yeah uh, which we'll actually be getting into here in a second but um but but they couldn't do the light side force ghost that we see sure so often and and i think that you know maybe he did have the knowledge of how to do it but he couldn't because he was dark side but then when he turned when he turned back, maybe yeah, that allowed I mean, that him to be, do it. Yeah. But, but yeah, there's there's clearly something going on there where he was kind of struggling to to remain there. Um, but it was also Luke was also being like force projected onto uh, Exegol a couple of different times mm. as well, which is interesting. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, that's there's there's a lot of cool stuff there, and I'm not going to go into all of it. You just you just should read it. But, uh, but it, his visions are becoming more frequent. And, and actually even more dangerous because they're actually like trying to the Eternals are like trying to almost like attack him on like through uh, these it's weird interesting but um, but anyways he ends up actually meeting up with Lando again and and Lando um, it, basically the story focuses on Luke and Lando trying to stop Ochi and and the rest of his people from getting to Ray and her parents um and all along the way, they they do they go to a couple different places, discover some different things. But one of the things they they run into is is uh, Kaiza, who um, who really isn't Kaiza anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, not really. Like it's her body, and she's kind of there, but really she's actually been taken over by an old Sith Lord. Um, that lives inside of a mask so very similar to the mask that we've seen uh before in um in the lando comic and 
in the Darth Vader comic, uh, but not the same Sith Lord, different Sith Lord. Hmm. Interesting. And so this Sith Lord, and they actually make reference to the other one in this too, but but this Sith Lord um, has has kind of found a way to continue to live and possess people through this um, this mask. Yeah. And and so she's wearing this mask, and it has the Sith Lord, and the Sith Lord wants to get Texagol. And um, so it's really interesting stuff, and I mean, there's there, there's so many different things I could go into. But I don't want to. I don't want to just throw it all out here. I think there's a lot that you guys can, can uh, find for yourself within this book. And plus, it would take too much time. But I, I will say that Dathan and Miramir are are really great. I love I love having that. I do think it was kind of, it was kind of silly how they'd be like, oh, um, and Miramir is really good at flying and it's like throwing oh. in all the those little things so that make they're like oh that's why Ray's good at all this stuff uh, oh. and it's like you know oh, okay. it's like maybe it was a little too much a little on the nose a little on the yeah, nose you're like, yeah okay all right <laughs> um but anyway I I just I just really liked it I think it has a lot of 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 really interesting things for for Star Wars lovers especially for anyone that's um, fans of the sequels, but also fans of, of Sith in general. There's a lot of Sith stuff here. And actually, this, this Kaiser woman's using the lightsaber of the Sith Lord from the, uh, the Dark Legends book. Mm. Um, that's kind of one of the connections yeah. there. She's that's actually cool. using that lightsaber. Oh, and, cool. um, and there's just a lot of stuff like that that's really cool. A lot of throwbacks. And actually, one of the very first things that's said in the book, um, which I don't actually have it here, but is a very is a callback to the to the book written by. Um, oh, written. Uh, it's it's the Sha- it's the Revenge of the Sith novelization. What are they called? What's it called? It's not called Revenge of the Sith. I honestly, I don't know. Honestly, off the top of my head, but I know, I know what you're talking about. Though. Anyways, it's it's a very beloved book, um, very well written. But anyways, this book kind of calls back to it and and has a very similar. Let's see if I can find it here. It's it's really cool. I don't know if I can find it. But anyways, um, just a lot of really great stuff in this book. So I highly encourage you all to go. And, and get it, read it. Um, I, I really liked it. And I think, Braxton, you should read it as well. Oh, I, I certainly plan on it. I certainly plan on it. Uh, I just haven't been uh, reading as much recently <laughs> as, I, as I should, but I certainly want to, that's for sure. Um, yeah, and so, you know, we and a couple other things just to throw out there. You know, why was Ray left on Jakku? You'll, you'll know when you read this. Oh, okay. You'll know why yeah. she was left on Jakku. Um, what is hidden behind uh, that that mask that you see on the cover? You know, that's the Sith Lord. You'll learn a lot of cool things there. How did Ochi, you know, have the the dagger? You know that Ray mm. has that she yeah. uses to find out where the we, the Wayseeker is. You'll learn about that too. Mm. And and this book does talk a lot about the Wayseeker. Yeah. Um. So again, just kind of filling in some some stuff that we just didn't know or understand inside of rise of skywalker specifically but also um the whole the whole sequel trilogy and um and i think there's a lot of stuff within this they can continue to build off of Mm -hmm. within future stories that continue to lead up into 
uh, the sequel trilogy. So yeah, really cool. enjoyed it. Very cool. Yeah, I certainly uh, I certainly do want to read it, uh, and I, I I do plan on it. But after your riveting review here, you know, for real though, it sounds it sounds pretty awesome. So uh, if, you know, of course, I'm going to look into it, and if anybody else wants to, uh, <laughs> hold on. Oh, okay, sorry, we're having a little uh, off-air communication here. Um, with that being said, though, folks, we're having a good time here. We had a great time. We're thankful that uh, you guys are here, that you're listening, and you're with us. Um, we're going to go ahead and conclude our podcast today, and uh, we do ask that you would reach out to us, let us know your thoughts, if there's anything that you would like us to add or take away, or if there's anything that you think would be cool for us to expand on, whatever, just let us know. Or if you just want to say hi and say, hey, hello, fo- fellow Star Wars lovers, <laughs> fellow nerds, you know, just let us know, and we'll absolutely love to talk to you. Um Thank you so much for the support for the podcast. We do uh, humbly ask that you would like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, on Instagram, um, on Facebook, or excuse me, on YouTube and all these different places. We have uh, a lot of fun on there, especially on Facebook and and Instagram. We do news and polls and memes mostly, (laughs) and sometimes discussions and different stuff like that. Um, but if you'd also be so kind, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Of course, that is the uh, main places where our uh, podcasts do go and where we post them. So if you wouldn't mind, follow us on there and leave us a review, even if it's not a good one. We want to honestly, we want to know how we could get better. And if you do like it, please let us know as well. Uh, but we do thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, we're going to try our best next week to get to another episode of Let's Play. And then two weeks from that, we're going to get to episode 83 of Jedi Eternal. But last but not least, may the Force be with you. And we thank you so much for joining the Jedi Eternal. We would be